0: back in the book of john next on truth for today and again welcome this is truth for today with pastor phil howard from valley bible church in hercules we're back in the book of john today chapter five verses thirty one through forty seven It's here that we get another witness of the Lord Jesus Christ and who he is and the validity of who he says he is. It's found here in the witness of John the Baptist. Join us as we take a look at this witness and the joy that we find in understanding the significance of this witness. With this edition of Truth For Today, once again, Pastor Phil Howard. Jesus received
1: John's disciples And he said, you go back and you tell John. The blind see. The deaf hear. The dead are being raised again. And the gospel is being preached to the poor. I'm doing everything Messiah is supposed to do. You go tell my discouraged servant. He wasn't wrong about who I am. Go tell him. You may have your moments. But guess what? He keeps on showing. I am who I said I am. So then... We come to God the Father. Verse 32. He doesn't mention the Father by name. But he mentions there's another. Who testifies to me. And I believe it's God the Father. uh, That he bears witness. About who I am. And then. He goes down. Verse 37. And the Father who sent me. Has himself borne witness. About me. His voice. You have never heard. His form you've never seen. And you do not have his word abiding in you. For you do not believe the one whom he has sent. Father, how have you witnessed about your son? What about the baptism? A voice came out of heaven. What did he say? This is my beloved son. And the spirit descended like a dove. The triune Godhead showed up at the baptism of Christ. The father spoke, the son descended, and the son was baptized. The father showed up at his baptism. Mount Transfiguration, Peter got carried away and started a building project. Whips out three tents. We're going to build one to Moses, one to Elijah. And the father interrupts, whoa, 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 whoa. My son has no rivals. My son doesn't compete. Moses can't hold a light to him. Elijah can't hold a light. If you're going to build anything, Peter, you build it to my son. Hear him. This is my son up here on this mount. Hear him. The father all the way through the narrative of John is attesting his love for the son, his uh, identity. Let me tell you, you can't go to heaven believing in God, just the God of your own imagination. You must believe in the God who has a son called Jesus, who died for your sins, who rose again, who ascended, who is coming again. You cannot know God. You can say, I worship uh, Muhammad, Allah, Allah. Uh, the God of deism, I worship the uh, eternal spirit being, the the cloud God, the moon God, the tree God, none of that saves. There is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. You must come through the sun. You must come through the sun. There's no other way. We are not folks that say God, 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 rub a rabbit's foot and throw dice and think you're going to heaven. No, no, you come to trust in the Son. How could God let anyone into heaven who wouldn't come through His Son? The only reason He made hell for you, He will not make anyone be trapped with the Son forever. And so, those that don't come through the Son, God has created a compartment of isolation from the Father and the Son. It's hell. But you see, heaven... There's a song we used to sing. Jesus will be what makes it heaven for me. He is the centerpiece of heaven. He's the lamb. He's the light. He is the center. Everything in history is running to the lamb. Either in judgment or to the city of the lamb. We're all running to the lamb. One way or the other. You will see the lamb. A real man. A God man. That still retains the marks of the prints in his hands. He goes on to say, not only has the Father witnessed about me, but he goes on to say, the scriptures, they testify. I call John the Baptist in court. I call my works into court. I call my Father's testimony. Now I bring to you the scriptures. They testify of me. Listen to what he says. You search the scriptures. Verse 39. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. Do you hear that? You study the scriptures, talking to the religious leaders. He's not talking to Joe's pool hall. This is not at the antlers bar. He's talking to the religious leaders who say, you're all mixed up theologically. You don't know who you are. And we're going to kill you by saying, that you are the Son of God. We're going to kill you. Mark our words. He said, you study the scriptures. The people that saw to it he got killed were Bible scholars. They knew more Bible than anyone in this place, especially the Old Testament. They didn't have a New Testament, but they were full of scripture. They were rabbis, specialists in the law. They were fanatics about the Old Testament. They have the scriptures. And they thought if we keep searching them, you're going to get eternal life by searching the scriptures. Be diligent. And they would do things like this. In their scrolls, they would count how many letters there were a line. They, would all, they were fanatical about finding the middle letter on a page. As though there was something magical about that. The middle. Oh, right there. Four. That's the middle letter. Mm-mm. Honey, I found the middle letter. Oh. Was so what? Uh, uh. He he used the word no a hundred times. Good. You can count. Well, there's a million Philistines. Imagine you get a love letter from your girlfriend in the days that they wrote. Not text they wrote. (laughs) That that texting. you can't smell text. You gotta smell a little Midnight in Rodeo perfume. You get a real love letter, honey, come on. It's the smell that counts. And, and you read reading? And, and I see you say, hey man, oh, oh, you got a letter from your sweet, yeah. She used 100 words. Whoa, great. She misspelled three. What did she say? I don't know. I I was just counting letters, just counting words. That's how bad the Jews were. Counting this, detail, this, that. And you think some way, if you just study this enough, eternal life is a Bible worn out. No, it's not. We don't worship the Bible. The Bible, that's just ink and paper, that doesn't save anybody. It's who it's about that saves. My Savior is not a book. There's a book he gave that told me I needed him. I worship Christ, not a book. Because you can read this book all you want, all your life. You can go to all the Jehovah Witness Bible studies you want. And you go to the temple for the Mormons all you want. And you can study this and Moroni and still not find him. You won't find it in Moroni. You won't find it in Ricerone. You just won't do it. It's Christ. It's Christ. But you can study the Bible. I, I know people, they've got all kinds of verses memorized. And I've seen them quote me verses while they were going into sin. It's amazing how much Bible handling you can have. And, and you still don't understand you see, if the Holy Spirit doesn't remove the blinders on your eyes, that he said in 2 Corinthians, when the Jew today reads the scriptures, he's got blinders over his eyes and he can't see Christ. And I'm afraid some of you can't. More Bible teaching goes on and no Christ. We're in love with studies, but we're blind to Christ. A lot of preaching in this country has no Christ in it. Five steps to be a success. Six steps for a great marriage. Nine steps on how to raise children that have already moved out of the house. Uh, You know, 90 ways to overcome depression. Uh, I want all those. I've taken them, I think. I can still go to hell. There's a theme in this book, and it's from Genesis to Revelation. It's about this way. Genesis says, I need a redeemer. And from Genesis on, I start checking a bloodline. When all the nations abandon God in Genesis 11, I'm going to start over with Abraham. I'm going to bring a seed through Abraham. And we see that seed persecuted, killed, snuffed out almost. The root cut to the ground, like Isaiah said. And out of dry ground, a Messiah springs up in Bethlehem. Out of dry, the stump of the Davidic dynasty was cut to the ground. And we will never see a Davidic king. But a shoot shot up in the house of David. A little shoot came up and said, watch out, we've got that. That stump that's been cut off in Kings and Chronicles. And all the judgment and the dispersion of Israel. Don't you worry Israel. There's a branch coming out of Judah. And in that branch is Messiah. And a little girl is going to bring Messiah into this world. See all the way my need for a redeemer. The channel that the redeemer will come through. In the gospels the redeemer shows up introduces himself, does his work, he's crucified, his church is born in Acts, he talks to us in the epistles how the people of the redeemed ought to behave. And then he hangs out there. I'm coming again like I came the first time. I'll come in power. I'll come riding a white stallion out of the heavens. I won't come meek and lowly. I'll crush my opposition and you will reign with me forever. It's all about him from Genesis to Revelation. No matter where you cut this book, you're either seeing him come, you're seeing your need for him, or he's come. This is what he's going to do. The Bible is about Christ. It's about Christ. If you miss Christ, you missed everything. One of our missionaries, uh, when we were in uh, New York some years ago, uh, Carolyn and I was over in the Manhattan area doing Behold Your God campaign with our uh, Jewish evangelist uh, Jews for Jesus and uh, Odette happened to be working in an area that uh, Rabbis would leave their neighborhood and went to certain bars in Brooklyn at night, just so all the rabbis can meet together, have a drink. And so, uh, what our guys did, Oded and his team, they would stay sometime till 2:30 in the morning till the bar closed, so they could witness to these Orthodox rabbis. And uh, he said, so often when he engaged with the rabbis. All they could quote to him was Torah. The first five books of Moses. Because that's where they live. Genesis. Exodus. Leviticus. Numbers. Deuteronomy. That's it. He said sometimes he would read to them Isaiah 53. And he said he had rabbis say to him, we never heard of this before. And he said, you never heard of this before? It's in your prophets. We don't read the prophets. We only read the law just the law. We want to know those 613 rules that Moses gave. We want to know if we can eat frogs or gnats. We want the kosher laws. We want to see the Sabbath laws. And so they're over here in all the rules and Sabbath and uh, what's clean, what's unclean, uh, how to kill a a bull, how to kill a lamb. how much we can leave on the altar? What the priests are supposed to do? All of that, right? Let's see. Right about here, uh, for for them and the rabbis, it all ends right about there. If I haven't read the rest of the story. Isaiah, yeah, he will be wounded for our transgressions; he will be bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that brings us peace shall fall upon him. All we like sheep have gone astray, but the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. But it pleased the Lord to make his soul a guilt offering, for he shall see and rejoice in the day that he has an offspring as the result of his death. Look unto him, and you shall be saved, all ye ends of the earth. Have you ever read that, Rabbi? No. Christ said, you're searching the scriptures. You think you can find eternal life. And the theme of all the scriptures is standing in front of you. I'm doing everything the prophet said Messiah would do. I was born in Bethlehem. Messiah is born in Bethlehem. Micah 5, 1. I was born of a virgin, Isaiah 7. The kingdoms are mine, Isaiah 9. Atonement will be made, Isaiah 53. I'm the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15. I'm the greater prophet than Moses, Deuteronomy 18. I am the one the scriptures are all talking about. And you've got caught up reading all the side scripts and the instructions and all the rules. It's like some folks in church, they know all the rules. They just don't know Christ. They're churchy to the... Tip of their fingernails. But they don't know Christ. They're on the board. They know how we ought to spend every dime. But they don't know Christ. That's why they don't sing. That's why they don't pray. That's why they don't give. They're sitting in the garage. But they haven't become a car. They're in the right place. But until you see Christ. It's the work of the spirit. You remember when those two were walking on the Emmaus road. And... uh, And he joined them he said, how are things going on in Jerusalem? said, well, haven't you heard? This man Jesus showed up, claimed to be Messiah. They've killed him. They've buried him. Come on, you need to read the Jerusalem Gazette and get caught up. It said, he began with Moses and the prophets and showed them everything that spoke of him. Let me say this to you if you hear in this pulpit nothing but do's and don'ts and you hear a whole lot of stuff at least, if it goes at least three weeks without Jesus being in this pulpit I want you to yell out there I won't be a witness, I'm a witness against you, bring him up I want to hear about Christ I'm a Christian, I'm not a law follower, the law saves no one, you want the law join Israel Galatians 3 said the law was a schoolmaster that led a child and led them and took care of them. But when dad came home, the schoolmaster turned you over to your father and said the law was until Christ came. It led, it led. The law saves no one. Scriptures save no one. Christ saves. Christ saves. Don't care how much Bible you memorize. Now once you become a child of God, you're supposed to get a voracious appetite like a child that desires milk, the milk of a mother when they're born. Hunger is built in. You know, when I see someone that says they're saved, the first thing I look for is, are you hungry to know? Are are you hungry for... No, no, I feel pretty good. You, you, You must have been born again. All babies are born with hunger. They want to know. Can't get enough. I know people read the Bible through seven times the first year they were saved. Couldn't get enough. The law couldn't save. The law brought me to the one that saves. You search the scriptures. Brian Chappelle wrote a book on Christ-centered preaching. In which he indicted much preaching today. That uh, preaches moralisms preaches things that you can preach uh, in the synagogue. He said, if your message will not offend the synagogue, you're not preaching Christ. We are not passing on moralisms and nice stuff, and we're not just prophetic nuts that like prophecy and don't want to talk about Christ. We're not just talking about Proverbs and raising kids and whether we ought to nurse children or not. We're about Christ. Christ, his person, his power, his deity, his coming, everything he alone saves. That's what scares me sometimes in Sunday school teaching. Do you ever get to Christ? Just telling them about Noah and the ark won't save. you got to tell them there's a greater ark here than what Noah built. There's an ark called Jesus. you got to get on board. He is the one that saves. There's someone here greater than David and Goliath. Christ is my David who went into the valley of death. And there conquered sin, death, and the grave. He is my conqueror. He's my savior. It's not just little stories. It's about him. History is his story. Well, I'll calm down. Uh, he goes on to say, You refuse to come to me. That you might have life. You refuse. I do not receive glory from people. But I know that you do not have love for God within you. All men are born without love for God. That's your natural state. I do not know. I know that you don't have this love for me. I've come in my father's name and you don't receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. Like I said, 60 false messiahs appeared in the first century. And an antichrist will show up eventually. He'll come in his own name and you'll receive him. Anybody that promises you peace. Uh, How can you believe when you receive glory from one another? And do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? It is an astonishing thing to be told as a Jewish man, a Jewish rabbi, Moses will meet you at the judgment of God and he is going to accuse you to God. He's going to tell you You haven't kept the Ten Commandments. You broke more commandments than ten. And you can never have God's approval by law. No man has ever kept the law but Christ. Come to Christ. And God gives you credit for keeping the law. Because he imputes Christ's righteousness. But he said he's going to meet you. Israel, you think Moses can save He's going to be at the white throne judgment. And if you're Jewish. And you rejected me. I'm going to have him step forward. And his finger will say. You missed the one I wrote about. You missed the one that every lamb that was slain pointed to. You missed God's Sabbath. This was God's Sabbath rest. You missed him. You missed him. You missed him. And you said you blamed it on me. He said, we're going to trust Moses, Moses can get us in, Moses can't get you in, only Christ can, only Christ. Can I get a witness about who he is?
0: In John chapter 20, Verses 30 and 31, he writes, Therefore many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these, he says, these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that, believing, you may have life in his name. And at the end of the day, that's what our series through the book of John is all about, that you would believe, that you would have life in his name. You have questions? Questions? we might have some answers. If not, we definitely have access to the one who does through prayer. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to get in touch with us. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, maybe you'd like to listen to today's program again or obtain the entire series. Well, feel free to get a hold of us at 855-833-9864. Again, that's a toll-free call, 855 833 ninety eight sixty four. Otherwise you can visit our website, ValleyBible.org. We have resource materials available there, books, as well as information about who we are and what we believe. If you'd like to join us for worship at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, our service time and location and directions can all be found again at ValleyBible.org or if you wish to speak with someone again, call 855-833-9864. Now, if you are writing to us, especially if you are planning to be a TFT sustainer, supporting the ministry financially as you're being blessed day by day here from Truth For Today, well, you can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. Now, as a TFT sustainer, we'd like to remind you that no gift is too small, no gift is too large, and as you partner with us, please remember that your tax-deductible donation all goes back into the ministry, 100%. Now, as a TFT sustainer, you'll receive a quarterly newsletter, our annual special gift, and access to Take a Break with Pastor Phil, the weekly video devotional. Plus, also the benefit of knowing that this ministry will continue here on KFAX, Monday through Friday, as well as Sunday. So, contact us today, 855-833-9864 or valleybible.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.